Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Zone Time this week. I'm Julian alongside Sam from the broadcast. Avery is also here with us. Omar from In The Mentions. Uh, if you haven't already seen In The Mentions this week, uh, Omar does a great job as always, but he talks about a topic that we're going to talk about a lot uh, on today's episode. And look, we're supposed to be stoic. We know times are a little bit interesting with the talk of race and racism. Uh, yes, there was the suspension handed out to Christoph Harabic. Uh, for a gesture, a racial gesture he did towards Boko Imama, and we will mention him. The talk has surrounded mostly around an incident that happened after that in the ECHL involving Jacob Panetta uh, doing what I a lot interpreted. Some people would like to say it's interpreted, but I think it was pretty clear to myself. He looked as if he was doing a monkey gesture towards Jordan Subban. PK Subban eventually retweets it and calls attention to that. He speaks to the media about it. And pretty much since then, uh, we've seen an apology from Jacob Panetta. Uh, we know he's been released from his team. The ECHL suspended him indefinitely. I believe the suspension came before the release. There's just been, and since then, it's just been a lot of different conversations about the gesture. A lot of takes, a lot of think pieces. Uh, some people have seen the Ken Campbell article going around. Uh, Michael Trakos has written about this too. Andrew Shaw is stepping up for his cousin. Like, I don't, you don't need me to start off and be like, hey, how do you guys feel about what happened? Like, we're all pissed off. We're all upset about this. We're, we're all we're, we're all fed up, you know? Who knows if maybe some of you guys have even been asked by other people to be like, hey, can you talk about this on a podcast or something? Or can you talk about this in some article or whatever? Like, I'm fed up with talking about all that stuff. I want to talk about ridiculous things. I want to talk about fun stuff. I want to make jokes with Omar about the Leafs. Like, I don't care to talk about racism as a problem. All right, fine. I imagine Omar doesn't want to hear about Leafs jokes, but fine. Like, I don't want to talk about this crap. So like, why? So, so we're not going to, so I'm sorry if it's going to be a little bit scattered. We will also talk about the Vancouver Canucks at some point, but I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you're expecting to hear four persons of color essentially just be sad and angry and upset. How, how could our game look like this? How could the sport of hockey betray us like this? I'm sorry. We're not going to be sad about this. We're maybe bordering on apathetic. We're gonna, maybe we're a bit angry too. No tears from us today. Uh, Omar, you can yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's, it, it's it's an interesting, I guess, uh, way to kind of look at the reaction for things because you have some people, some fans, uh, who saw the video and were shocked, horrified. Um, 
I was not. Um, I wasn't shocked with in the Jordan Subban incident. I haven't been shocked with uh, the Boko uh, Imama incidents, both. Last year, Brandon Manning uh, had a set of racial uh, slur towards him, wasn't shocked by, by that. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't shocked when Wayne Simmons had a banana thrown at him. Um, I will never be shocked when it comes to, you know, racial acts or racial gestures being sent towards uh, people of color in hockey because that's how it is. And it's unfortunate. Um, and I think, you know, when, every time this happens, I always think of the, the term empathy and like this core definition. And I think that idea is it's it's a beauty, but it's also a curse because, you know, the idea of empathy is that you're able to look at someone else's situation and try to understand their situation, even though you haven't been in their shoes at all. And I, and this is a prime example that if there was a lot more empathy in the world, then things like this wouldn't happen. Not even the incident, but also the reaction to the incident. The fact that we're getting to a point where we're talking about interpretations and, 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 and stuff like, let's like, do you think this is the first time Jordan Subban has seen something like that? You think no. he just randomly, randomly mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you know what? This person's doing this random pose. I'm just gonna snap for no reason." No. Do you think uh, Akeem uh, Ali has never seen something like this? Do you think Nazem Kadri's never gotten uh, a text like like he did? Do you think that was interpreted in a, in a different way? These players grew up with this, but when they were kids, they were told, "Hey, you have to just, just stay quiet." play your game, get noticed, because eventually you'll move on. You'll move on from minor midget. You'll move on to double A, triple A, the OHL, whatever. You'll move on because the goal is to make the NHL. And historically, if you make a big stick about what something that's going on that isn't related to, you know, pucks in deep and forecheck and yada, yada, you're considered a distraction and you're gone. There's bounds of history behind, behind this. I'm not just making things up. Brad Marshall so, seems to be living okay, though. <laughs> sorry right. my bad so anyway like, i didn't mean to, i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no no it's okay so it's just like so it's like you grow up with years seeing these different things hearing these words seeing these different actions whether whether it's uh, a monkey pose whether it's peeling of, a peeling of a banana whether it's 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 puckering your lips to make your lips look bigger that's probably one thing that a lot of, that a lot of people did, didn't know about that's another one all of these things, you grow up seeing it and you think, hey, maybe when I'm an adult, like what everyone told me when I was a kid, I wouldn't be seeing these things. And then when it happens, of course, you're going to snap. Of course, you're going to get angry because, again, when you're a kid, you're told to hold back and not make yourself a distraction when you're an adult and you can actually do things about it. And doing the doing the quote unquote diplomatic thing, like maybe making a formal complaint or talking to your team or talking to the officials that doesn't do it. That doesn't do things all the time. So it's just like, I really think people need to see things in Jordan Subban's perspective. And let's stop with the whole, oh, well, Jacob Panetta didn't mean to do this. He meant to do what Tom Wilson did. Like, where where are the lineup of people talking, trying to talk to Jordan Subban? Where's that? Where were people trying to talk to him and see, hey, what did you see? What, What did you experience? What was going through your mind? No, let's only talk about Jacob Panetta because his livelihood has been ruined. Like, what? Come on. Come on now. Like, like we're, at, we're at a point now where, where the mantra is, is hockey is for everyone and we need to ma- make the game better. Every time this happens and someone says, there's no place for this in the game. Yes, there is. And there always has been. And there always will be until there's zero tolerance for it. So 
can let, let's just stop beating around the bush about it and let's just stop with all these defensive pieces and let's just start actually trying to understand and it's okay to say that you don't get it it's okay it's okay to say hey i've never experienced this before i've never seen this before i've never seen this gesture used towards me and anything else other than than a tough guy pose that's fine but don't look at the racialized person and say no you're completely wrong but you're gonna tell jordan suban he's wrong you're gonna tell him that all the things he's seen as a kid has been made up fabricated like just just take a step back that's that's what i'm telling anyone just take a step step back and just think about someone else's situation and not just because you have friends who are poor people of color actually try to think about what you would do in their shoes if you grew up being reminded over and over again that you're different that you that you don't that you stand out and that you have to work twice as hard as everyone else just because you look different so that that's all i'm asking just 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 take a second and think of someone's situation before tweeting something, sharing something, or trying to discredit someone's experience just because it's not your experience. Sam, do you want to take over next? That was really well said by Omar. Sam, do you want to uh, speak yeah. next? I mean, I, I absolutely agree with Omar. I did not find that shocking. I didn't find his scripted apology shocking. Didn't find it shocking that he referred to him as a referred to it as being something I've done to non-racialized people. Like what is a non-racialized person? Can we stop using that? Like it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's a um, bit weird. Wasn't shocked by Trichos's article. Wasn't shocked by Ken Campbell's article. Like none of this is shocking. Like Omar said, what actually shocked me. And I said this to Julian before was I was shocked that ECHL reacted so quickly. I was shocked that he was actually released. That mm. to me is way more shocking than any of the other stuff that's actually happened and it's a step in the right direction. But I think Akeem Alou nailed it on the head when he said, stop saying hockey is for everyone. It's a stupid logo. It's a stupid slogan. Hockey is not for everyone. It never has been. If you want to use that as, as a slogan, make it aspirational, but hockey's not for everyone. No, I agree with all. I'm not surprised one bit at all. Hockey, these instances have been happening to Boko, to Jordan. Heck, even go back further. You, uh, Omar mentioned bananas at, uh, at um, Wayne Simmons. Uh, Karen yeah. Weeks, too. Back, uh, what, 40 years ago, if you ever watched Soul and Ice, uh, Tony McKegney couldn't play in the WHA because the Birmingham Bulls didn't want a black, their fans didn't want a black player playing on the Birmingham Bulls in WHA. So this goes back 40, 50, 60, 70 years. I'm not shocked. Herb Carnegie, uh, yeah. Willie O'Ree's experiences Ree. racism too. Their like names Mike, on names. Mike Marston, Bill Ray, Riley, like all those guys back in the Alton White. Like these are guys faced it all back in the day. And then we talk about Jacob Panetta and how, you know, oh, I didn't mean to do that. It wasn't a racialized, it wasn't a racial thing. Then why did the officials say it was a racial gesture then? And why did the ECHL and your team act? A league and a team would not act on, well, maybe it wasn't, maybe it kind of wasn't. A league has to know for a certain what you did was racial to suspend you and for a team to release you. Man, like what's really, it's weird to say disappointing because again, it's not surprising, but that doesn't make it any less disappointing. It's just seeing some of the takes from people trying to justify the gesture. And I feel not enough people, or I haven't seen anyone say that, because of the fact that the gesture that Jacob Panetta did could be interpreted, or in this case was interpreted 
as racist, which it was. It looked like I saw it and I thought, oh, it looks like a monkey. I was explaining it to my sister who does not watch hockey, uh, doesn't really follow that stuff. And I tried to explain to her what was going on and showed her what I tried to replicate exactly what Panetta did. That's the first thing she thought of. There are other people who would think in the same way. And remember, in the heat of the moment too. So how come no one suggested that like, you know what? No one should do that pose anymore. How come everyone is trying, well, not everyone, but why are there people out here who are so ardent about defending this particular pose? Why are people so quick to be like, man, like we really need to ensure that future generations of hockey people can do a tough guy pose to, you know, stand, you did know, a standoff after a fight in the middle of the ice. Like I just find it's just the, the goalpost moving and the leaps and bounds that people want to do to ensure that race is not an issue or something that they try to erase when we know damn well it is a problem in the sport of hockey and we're not surprised by it. We're not shocked by it. And people are trying to do everything that they can to erase it from the uh, race. It as a problem for the sport, but people are just like, no, like you misinterpreted it the wrong way. It was, it was a bodybuilder move. Like, and, and people going on looking at Jacob Panetta being like, Hey, you know, you know, everyone is just saying that he's, guilty before innocent and all that like give me a freaking break like it's 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 been exhausting to see you know and i've tried to be as stoic as i can about this over the last few days but it's just been really grating to see and and look i get it there are people who have stepped up in support of, of jordan suban nhl some nhl players have that being said that is a whole other topic that i want to get into with this as well because while there have been nhl teams and nhl players who have stepped up in support i still think there are it's not sufficient for me and not just in terms of the number, but in terms of the star power. And I think because of the fact that, I mean, look, this could change by the time you watch this, but Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby, some of those bigger names, like they got to say something at the end of the day. Fine. We get it. There are guys like a Braden Holtby or Jason Zucker or other players who may be on the fringe who Curtis Gabriel, for example, who might care about that stuff and might want to use their platforms. But when we see in other leagues, whenever something really big happens, we see those bigger stars, those bigger, bigger athletes. I think of the NBA who will step up and be like, no, this is wrong. And the NHL, you know, if the league wants to show that it actually cares about making this problem go away, about racism and having a zero tolerance thing, which they haven't said that, but if they want to get to that point, it can't just be the National Hockey League enacting rules and just the hda and i know that star studded with those people too like just enacting stuff it's the big name white people who have to step up and say this is a problem too they have to do it they have to say something because at the end of the day if it's just us on these podcasts just saying hey it's a problem there's going to be people like andrew shaw who okay not a stoop superstar but other bigger names like andrew shaw thinking the same thing too thinking how could you see a gesture like this as racist like that's going to bring credence to those people. Yeah. And, and maybe they might not care about racism. And I think the thing is, is that, and, and this is another thing that I saw um, and that I usually see all the time. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't see race. I don't, th- I don't think racism is an Tired issue. Of, because I, that I is one of the race. most BS lines That's, you've ever, I've ever heard. People say when they don't see race, they don't see color and all that. When you they say you don't see color, like what the hell yeah. does that mean? It, what it, the it, hell it, does that mean? You colorblind? It's and then that's the thing, and but that's the something else that also will be said. Like you know, I'm I'm colorblind, but here's the thing: by saying that, then you're denying someone's individuality, 
right? You know, people aren't separate from their race. It's just part of who they are. So you can't look at me or Avery or Julian or Sam and say, hey, I don't see your race. I just see you as a person. Well, then you don't see us as people. Right? You're you just four all- gray blobs right? of just, you know, yep, exactly. race. Yeah. I don't think you, of race at all. Go and ahead. when you say that, you, you're disregarding the context that's important for why these gestures are offensive. Like yes. you are deliberately yeah. removing the context so that people's core identity can't be something that they feel offended by. And I don't mm-hmm. mean, sorry, say, even saying feel offended by is, I hate saying that because it's not that you feel offended. It is just something that is offensive and reductive and shitty. Yep. Yeah. So Avery, go ahead. Like, oh, yeah. I was going to mention too, you mentioned about race and everything here. I just want to jump in here and see how the, how Jacksonville statement didn't, didn't issue an apology towards Jordan Zuban. <laughs> like, how do you not apologize directly towards Jordan? How do you say, we're sorry to those who were offended. Are you kidding me? Are you joking me? And you and it did it twice, two times. The follow-up was worse. Yeah. How do you screw up? How do you airball two free throws like that? People do yeah. that. You know, like I know in a previous episode, we joked about how with like suspense suspensions and stuff, there's like a wheel that the NHL kind of comes up with in order to determine it. Like I'm pretty sure whenever people get got with racism and they have no clue how to handle it, there's like a bingo card of like statements that come up. Oh yeah. That's essentially it. Like verb. I didn't, I, I didn't mean it to be racist. Um, It was, it it was said in the heat of the moment, but I'm not a racist. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are offended by it, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't mean for this to mean like a, a fun thing to make a lot of, but that's what people do. Yeah. I mean, feel free to also mention stuff that get gets mentioned in these statements. Like, I don't know, like I, I half expected stuff like that to just pop up from, from these statements from Harapic and, and, and Panetta as well. Uh, when these, when these incidents happen, because that's what we've known to expect from these people. Yeah. Sorry. Like it's just, it's just BS. Yeah. And it's just like, I, it's it's hard to have optimism about it too, right? You know, like we can we can only do so much. It's it's gonna come down to the people who have the most power in the NHL. And I'll call I'll call a spade a spade. The people who have the most power in the NHL are are not people of color. And that's not a targeted statement. That's just a reality. So if if things are gonna change, then it, it comes down to the people who probably who may not have experienced not may may not have all these experiences that you know, people of color have, it's going to come down to them to, to see racism as a legitimate issue within the game to, to stop trying to say that racism doesn't exist in the game and just to actively do things to change it and not just have this slogan, not just take February as the, Hey, let's, let's talk to all the black people a month, like to actually, actually do something about it. We're only a few days away from that, Omar. Yes. Yes, I know, and I, I am, I'm cautiously optimistic as to what we'll see. I remember that I, I think I don't know if it was last year, or the year before that, but it was like hockey night in Canada, and they were like asking players about like what, like what Black History Month means to them, and like I saw like Elias Pettersson talking about it, and then and that was it, and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I, I get it. Okay, I get it. All right, and I was like waiting for it. Like it was like nothing else. No, oh, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna go go into the next segment. Okay, all right. Damn, wow, Elias yeah. Patterson. That that's all we thought to think about. Like, man, we really need to know what Elias Patterson thinks about Black yeah. History Month. 
Yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, that would be cool. Okay. But like, but it, but it needs to be, but it, it just needs to be something more than a checklist, mm-hmm. right? It just needs to be something that that's part of the game because people of color are part of hockey. They always mm-hmm. have been and they always will be. So just prove it. That's it. You say say you say racism doesn't belong in the game. There's no place for racism in the game. Prove it. Like um, we are, wa- we're dying. We're dying to see it. I want to shout out John Tavares for making it a point in his uh, media availability earlier mm-hmm. this week to talk yeah. about it. I understand the Leafs, uh, they have Mark Frazier on their staff who was able, who was able to help them in the conversation about that. Like mm-hmm. at the very, like at the very least, and I don't know any other team that may have done anything similar, but that I think was a very encouraging sign. And John Tavares is somebody with some influence in this league, a veteran in this league, a captain on his team for one of the more notable franchises in the national hockey league, using his platform to say that, like, I think that's good. Stuff like that is good. And stuff like that came across as genuine, you know? Uh, and he he that, grew up with PK, right? Like they were like, us yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. 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 They know. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up here. I'll bring it up here. Speaking of, 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 of Subban here, uh, Tom Wilson was friends with Jordan Subban. Tom Wilson, whenever I see people complain about the the gesture and say, oh, no, it was a bodybuilder gesture. It was a tough guy gesture. I see a lot of people bring up the photo of Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson sided with Jordan Subban. It, and, and don't give me the whole thing about, oh, you know, he, he was his friend. Of course, he's going to side with him. Haven't we all experienced an instance where one of our friends thought that a racial gesture or something racist was not actually racist? I've I've endured it. I, I, I'm willing to bet some of you guys here have also experienced that too. So it was very noteworthy to me that Tom Wilson uh, expressed support for Jordan Subban. Uh, and I think that's, I feel like that should shut down the other side of that argument, because if there's anyone who knows about the bodybuilder gesture and for people listening, I have it in air quotes, it's Tom Wilson. But anyway, um, this is not a topic I want to drag too long uh, this discussion that we're having, you could tell we're all frustrated. You could tell we're all just like, we're fed up of having to do this again. It's absolutely ridiculous. Will this happen again? You hope not, but. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We kind of shrug our shoulders and we're kind of expecting it. And maybe it's not the most optimistic way of looking at it. But, you know, if you're listening to this, do something about it. Do play your part. And if you're a big hockey fan and you want to see that culture change, do something about it. You know, do that. 
Um, we'll try to find a way to at least end on a slightly more uh, different, more positive, or at least not nearly as dreary as what we were talking about for the last few minutes. Um, but uh, Emily Castongay named the first female assistant general manager in Vancouver Canucks Huge. history. Uh, that's pretty big. Comes days after uh, Rachel Dory uh, named uh, an analyst for uh, the Vancouver Canucks as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they continue to fill out their ranks with the front office. Matthew Darsh might even be linked to that team. Uh, But also Scott Mellenby and Sean Burke and a few other names as well. It's kind of weird that uh, some of the Montreal Canadiens retreads are being connected to the Vancouver Canucks. Sam, uh, you are the resident Canucks fan, uh, whether in, in good times and bad times. Uh, how do you feel about Emily Castongay being the AGM of the Canucks? I am so pleasantly surprised by these last two hires. I like, first of all, for them to hire women, like who knew they could hire more than one woman? Like amazing. Yeah, It wow. sounds like, yeah. it sounds like they're <laughs> maybe on the hunt for a third. Who knew that could happen? Um, Whoa. I know groundbreaking, but it's, I'm, I'm super happy. Like if you watched Emily Castingay's press conference yesterday, she said all the things that I think Canucks fans have been wanting to hear for a long time. Like, you know, it wasn't, we're just trying to make the playoffs. It was, you know, the goal is to win a cup. She talked mm-hmm. about changing the culture of the team, which is something that, you know, I think they've, they've been criticized for over the last 10 years Um, especially since Gillis left. And I think we talked about this when we were talking about um, the Montreal Canadiens' new general manager, whose name I can't even remember. Kent Hughes. Kent Hughes, Hughes, thank you. There he is. Uh, But I'm always pro-hiring agents to be in the front office because I think agents spend their careers looking out for the best interests of players. And I think for a team to have a winning culture, you kind of have to put the interests of your players first. It can't just be about the bottom line or, you know, making it to playoffs so you can generate more playoff revenue. You get there by making sure that players want to come to your team, that they are happy when you're there, that you are doing things the way doing innovative things like Gillis did, like finding sleep consultants, lobbying the league for a better schedule and those are the types of things that I think agents do when they get hired into the front office. So I'm very happy with this hire. Uh, who wants to go next between uh, Omar and Avery? Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go, Avery, I'll go, go next. Ahead. You know what? For those who are saying, how you know, oh, but is she qualified? Is she qualified to be a, an AGM? Well, she has multiple degrees. She played, mm-hmm. col- she played college hockey. She's an yes, agent. She, she mm. knows more about the game than Bobby, than Kyle, one, two, three, four, five, six, ever knows about the sport. So shut the hell up. <laughs> shout out Kyle, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine. You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 it's true though. Like, and, and I think that's what, that's what made the, the whole day like so bad because like, yeah, for the Canucks, man, like they're, they're hitting, they're hitting on hires and it's like, it, it's a significant thing. And then you see people say like, "Oh, well, do we know? Do we know she's qualified? When the heck? When? When? When did we ever do that? When? When? Teams do, do it all the time. time. Yeah. They do it all the time. Hey, you play, you had a great career for our, for our organization. Yes, I did. Cool. How would you like to be the president of hockey operations? I don't know anything about that. That's fine. You're hired. Like it happens all the time. Right. Like Damn. so. Like when. 
So like I, I, I hate I hate how we're now how now the focus <laughs> is on like oh what did she do and what has she done like what like come on come on well, like, like stop it and the the people who are like why are they hiring on the basis of gender it's like well the NHL is hired on the basis of gender as in you're a man I'll hire you for like the <laughs> the last however many decades mm-hmm. we shouldn't yeah. care about gender why are they making this a big deal that they hired a woman. It's so backwards, right? It's, it's so backwards. Just, like, if it doesn't matter, then why are you bringing? Why you? Why you mad about it, huh? Like, oh why my you mad gosh! About it? Why are you mad about it? The sexism. Yeah, I, 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 go, go ahead, Avery. You're gonna make a point. The sexism was over nine thousand. It was embarrassing. Mm, yeah, Vegeta style, man. Honestly, and the, the thing you is know, that, like, you you can't you can't look at this moment and not think of anything but positive. Right, like th- these are these are the moments that we remember. Like this, this is this is why diversity in anything is huge. Mm-hmm. If you can see something, you can be something. I'm I'm ecstatic that I can tell my little sister that there's a woman who's the assistant general manager of an NHL team. That's that's huge for me, and I feel like that should be big for a lot of people. So so please don't bring up all of this fake water to to, to rain on this parade. Like it, no, come on. If you want to criticize this, criticize every every hockey person who who has degrees or, or whatever or who has no experience at all and is working in the league right now. So like knock it off, please stop. And if and if you actually want to contribute to the conversation uh, in a in in a much more constructive way, ask the question, well when are we going to see more persons of color in those front office roles? That's mm-hmm. something you could ask. That's like, hey, you're right. That's great that Emily Castan Gay is there. And we need more women as AGMs and other significant roles in front office positions. Let's get more persons of color there too. Let's get more women of color up there as well. Like, mm-hmm. that's a way you could do it. Don't waste people's time and be like, well, how many degrees does she have? Sam, was it you who said that like she was like among like the minority of, of certified NHL yeah. PA agents with degrees? I think there's like 174 PA agents and... 58 of them have law degrees and not only does she have law degrees she was actually called to the bar so she's actually a lawyer ah so i have a question so i'm, I'm just gonna be ignorant about it I, like so if there are people out here who have agents who never like study law or nothing like how does that work i have no idea how's that work i have, I have <laughs> no idea how you see? hire but an no agent. one but but no but no one no but one's no talking one about that. that like no, i don't question know. about that on, like, like, oh yeah. The only the only time I know that Bro, we let Bobby Orr be an agent. <laughs> like, I mean, yo. maybe he went to school for that. Yeah. That's totally possible. But like we let Bobby yeah. Orr be an agent, and no one was like, Oh, you you didn't yeah. go to the bar or anything. Like, but no, it's Bobby Orr. Honestly, the only time I ever hear people bring up those who work in hockey who have degrees is when it's as an insult. Like when people yeah. bring up like, oh, George Paris has a degree, but he sucks at his job or like, like that, that's the only time I ever hear it. So like, why are, why is this now the, oh, cool. You have all this stuff. You are worthy of being the assistant general manager of, of this team. Like, stop it. Stop. Can you stop. imagine a sport like hockey, you know, the, all the CTE you get getting punched in the head and all that, but you bring up that somebody has a degree. That's an insult. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right? That's right. Oh yeah, God. that's right, man. I, you have a degree. What do you know, computer boy? Yeah, how dare computer. you know about advanced statistics? How you dare you tell me? me. Yeah, listen how dare you me. tell me how that goes can in, I, in hockey? Can I just go? I can I just go, go on off. like 
Just give me like, give me like thirty seconds, okay? Because no, no, Omar, Omar, take as no, much no, time no, as no, you no, want. no, 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 no. Because I don't want, I don't want to take, I don't want to take away from the from the Canucks hiring because it's huge. But I need like thirty seconds because what you just said just like activated something in my mind. Because when Kyle Dubas got hired, everyone kept saying that, oh, he's a computer boy, he's never played the game, he, yada 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 yada. They should have hired Mark Hunter because Mark Hunter is a is a hockey man. He lives in rinks. Can I can I tell you, Mark Hunter ruined our prospect board. For a, a like, like if you look at the Leafs draft pick in 2016, aside from Matthews, which is a no miss, that draft was awful. We passed off on Alex DeBrincat to draft Igor Korshkov. Someone asked me who is Igor Korshkov. Exactly, exactly. So it's just like this whole thing about like, oh, you, you have to do this to, to get in this position. You have to do this. Like, no, I, I think beyond hockey, there have been so there, there are different paths to different diff destinations. And just mm-hmm. because you didn't take the same path as someone else or someone else took a different path doesn't discredit them. Let nope. them do their job. And then you critique their work in that position. But don't discount them just because they didn't play 600 games and and punch people in the face like come on like oh my That's god also, i hate that argument so much they're like oh i bet you've never played hockey at a high level you know who never played hockey at a high level scotty bowman uh right now in the nhl the gm coach tandem where neither played uh julian Brisbois, john mm-hmm. cooper no mm-hmm. didn't uh jay, yeah. jay feaster didn't at any level, JP didn't play hockey at all, and he was a GM of Calgary for some, how many years? Like, and also too, like, if I'm a president or I'm a team owner, why would I want all of my staff to have the exact same experience? Why would yeah. I not want different opinions, different viewpoints Speak. on the game, different perspectives? Why want, like, why? What? The, the the best teams, the teams who do best, pick from different places for different opinions. Yes. I don't want 45 guys in my front office who all played in the league with no experience from elsewhere. Why? Y'all allergic to degrees if that's how you build your team. (laughs) Allergic to degrees. What's wrong with going to school? What's wrong with graduating with a degree and and making something of yourself? I don't know. No, let's just hire hire the people who were part of that team just but that one in the previous regime and then we'll hope yeah. that that winning culture just like seeps into the seeps seeps into the into the fold and it's hilarious yeah. how many teams do that like oh this this player won one cool yeah but not a, not a woman though whoa it's the reverse is true though too right like to your point when we say when people use education as an insult like when you look at gms who were players I actually, I was going through this yesterday because I was trying to see how many GMs have degrees. I didn't know. I knew that Kevin Adams played in the NHL. I didn't know that Kevin Adams went and got his MBA after. Like, no one ever talks about that. I didn't know Don Sweeney went to Harvard and has an economics degree. And I was like, why does no one talk about this? And then at the same time, you think of people like Peter Shirelli, who we dog on for his terrible GM decisions, but he's also an alum of Harvard. A Harvard youth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that i bet people who go to harvard they graduate it's like hey man he's a harvard you just like me <laughs> yo i this man was handed the blueprint to a, a billion stanley cups with mcdavid and dry 
and Hall and Eberle and so and so, and he messed it up. Yo, how man, so, look. How sway? You know, I don't know, man. And, they, and now they entrusted it to a man who, yes, he won a Stanley Cup, but once upon a time, he was going door to door selling vacuums. Like, Ken Holland. It's like, geez, man. Like, are we, I wonder, I wonder when we're going to get to the conversation of who did a worse job between. Oh, between Shirelli and Ken Holland? I don't know. Because, like, uh, like that's, that's Peter interesting. Shirelli, like, Peter Shirelli is Peter Shirelli. But like Ken Holland gave up two firsts and then didn't resign Andreas Athanasiu. Like that's that's the, that's the move. He did. Like that's the move that like I <laughs> like that's the move that stands out to me the most. No, nah, so, Duncan like, Keith. The Duncan Keith trade for me will always be like uh, you acquired Duncan Keith. <laughs> Duncan Keith yeah, wanted to go to Edmonton. The leverage was in your court. And you found a way to not have Chicago retain any salary. That to me is, I don't know, man. Like, in terms of trades, that was the Patrick, that was the Patrick Stefan empty net of a trade in terms absolutely. of what Holland did for the get on the Duncan Keith deal. Man, whatever, wherever Ken Holland may have gotten his degree from, whatever university it may have been, after that trade, I hope someone Hockey from man, that you. university might have, <laughs> might have looked at it and just like shook their head for like a second, just be like, damn. I test yeah. tech. Like, damn. Honestly, if, they, if, if, if the Oilers end up making changes, man, maybe they need to start like taking a, taking a picture from like Vancouver's book and start trying to diversify their staff because that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Oilers Honestly. just need a new owner. Daryl mm. Cage is nowhere to be found. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sorry. Also- the, the move that actually stands out to me is letting letting Chirelli sign Miko Koskinen and firing him 36 hours later. <laughs> That's my favorite. I just, just want to know. I just want to know. Like, I just want to know how that happened. Like, did he do, like do like did he do the deal? And after he went to ownership, was like, hey, so um. So I, I re-signed Koskin and they're like, oh, for how much? It's like, oh, you know, for uh three, three years. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Pack your, they, pack your, pack your let, bags. Just, no, no, no. They, they let him go. It was like, okay. And then they just like, like, they just woke up, like ownership just like woke up in the middle of the night and just said like, wait, what? Like it didn't register. Like they were so shocked. They just like, it just didn't register. He and then they came back and like, no, 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 you're fired. Get out of here. Leave. Go. You know what's funny though with Shirley? They fired him mid-game. I'm not even oh, joking really? about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. I think it was during like the second, I think it was during the second intermission. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's funny. That's funny, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, people getting oh. traded and let go mid-game. Like that, I just think that's one of the most I know I realize we're off topic here, but like that's yeah. just one of those ridiculous things you can hear about, like from any team. Like I, the Can- I've seen the Canadians uh trade a player mid-game. Uh, and let go of their goalie coach mid-game. I know those two things have happened, and that's at least within like the last like 10, 11 years. Remember, Mike Camilleri got traded midway yeah. through a game. Okay, but the yep. best, yes. the best yeah. one is Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Oh, yes. Matt Duchesne yeah. like leaving yeah. Sweden with his gear halfway through the game. Yes, man. Yes. I don't know. Matt Matt Duchesne is one of the reasons why hockey sucks now. That's every true. time, oh, every time, yeah, listen, stupid offside, he was 50, he was 50 miles offside. Now you can't celebrate a goal anymore. The goal got a goal gets scored. And after the, yo, as soon as the goal gets scored, if all the players like turn, I'm like, ah, here we go. Like, <laughs> like as soon as it happens, here we go. They entered the zone like a minute and a half earlier. 
Like you know, you know what sucks too? I were watching yeah. Offset Review on a Game Boy Color camera. Like, why is the camera so bad? Like, <laughs> it's a game Boy. league, it's but the camera, the art in like top tier crystal clear picture. Watch it on, a, on an Atari Jaguar to see what foot's <laughs> past the line. Come on. Get your money and watch your funny up. <laughs> yo, mom. Yo. Yo. The NHL. The NHL. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, Game Avery, the, the NHL's looking at reviews on them pocket TVs with antennas that pop up. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, I never understood that. The, the NFL has pylon cams and crystal clear picture to determine a touchdown. But the NHL is rolling on PlayStation 1s for replays. That's embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, oh, so I mean, we already went through it off the top of different things. But, like, there's a lot of things the NHL should be embarrassed about. And uh, it shows like Zone Time that allow us to highlight all those different things the NHL should be embarrassed about. There's some cool things, but you yeah, know, there are, uh, there are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the very least, I'm, I'm not mad that the episode uh, kind of ended with that weird term. We talked about different things because, considering what this week has been like, we could use palate cleansers like this. You know, just. Looking back at Peter Shirelli's qualifications, the Duncan Keith trade, just dumping on the Edmonton Oilers, really. Like, that, that pretty much is enough in terms of content. Thank you, Edmonton mm. Oilers. We all thought the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to give us content throughout this regular season. No, they've been great. They're, they're quiet. They're good. Yo, it's the Edmonton like, Oilers. They are imagine the they, imagine so they lose you. that game. If they lost that game. Holy. Against Calgary. Yeah, if they lose that game against Calgary, Jim Matheson gets pissy again with Leon Dreisaitl. I'd have walked or vice versa. Yo, you gotta remember, I'm I would have been there that night. I'd, I would have bought a helmet from somebody walking down me as crumb. I'd have, I'd have bought a helmet, some armor, some shoulder pads, because yo, <laughs> yeah. someone would have been thrown through a window that night. You think so? Like I like, I, I mean, I, I wonder, okay, this is the last thing we'll talk about, then we'll end the episode. But like with, with that whole pissy thing, because I know I know we've talked about it, right? But like just seeing some of the media members who have like stepped up and like sided in favor of like Jim Matheson right like I imagine in Edmonton like it definitely was like contentious with media members like I'd love to see like in like a, like a press conference room in Edmonton people just like debating about it and you have like the older school like Mark Spector's of the world like debating their one side some of the younger people like getting into it as well like I would I would pay money to watch Edmonton Oilers media like fight each other oh I would about absolutely this. <laughs> that that is like a for, for, pay-per-view. For I would rather watch that than the Oilers. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think that's wrong. Like, <laughs> I mean, right now, like, I don't know. Like, I get it. Like the like right, like, look, they should try to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, that sucks on them. But like it only matters if they do well in the playoffs. So why should I watch a random regular season game? Well, I can watch like Jim Matheson yell at. I don't Avery. If that gets yo, to that point, yo, I wow. Yo, okay. I, I guess that ground. point. Yo, Avery's gonna pull out his umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 yo he's gonna violence? like point. Yo, why he's you want violence point. in these streets? Yo, why you want me to knock somebody with an umbrella? Whoa, 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 I'm peaceful. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a peaceful human being. Yo, 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 put that thing away. <laughs> yo, I want no quarrels, you know. <laughs> put that thing away, please. <laughs> Take away, please. Okay, zone time has officially gone off the rails. Um, 
we're not actually advocating for Jim Matheson and Avery to get involved in any Yo, fight. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm Avery, if that somehow oh, happens, God. please let us know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That, that's uh, such for, a funny visual. For, for Omar, Sam, and Avery, we, we got to scrap this before we get in any more trouble here. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh, watching Zone Time. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And again, if Avery, I'm not saying uh, any scraps have to happen, but please let us know if something happens in, in Edmonton with uh, with the media. Because they're great people. Uh, we just want to see them be harmonious and, and happy and no one be pissy. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.